fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Wrapping up the Sunday action for week 12. All right, Julio Jones owners, no more complaining for a little while, but Kareem Hunt owners, feel free to whine all you want. Welcome. I hope everybody had a great, great Thanksgiving. I think I already said that on Friday, but I hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Heath, I haven't spoken to you since Thanksgiving. How was it? It was great. I wish we would have made some better lineup decisions in the Rejects League, but that's water under the bridge at this point. Did it cost us the week? I don't know. We got beat so bad, probably not. <laughs> Did you guys make that trade? We did make that trade. We traded the Titans running backs for the Vikings running backs. So originally you could have had the Titans running backs and Sammy Watkins, right? Yep, we didn't act fast enough. Yep. Wow. Oh, well. And then uh, we traded the Titans running backs for the Vikings running backs and then started the wrong Vikings running back. That's right. No. And we left, uh, and we left Marvin Jones on the bench. So, you know what? I made some good lineup decisions. I started Julio Jones. You guys were saying, Sid Julio Jones, drop Julio Jones. He's terrible. No one ever He's said terrible. that. No, nobody said that. But uh, for our first segment today, Julio Jones' Diary, in honor of Jamie's favorite movie, Bridget Jones' Diary. Uh, I always thought that was a weird choice. But Julio is it Jones's or is it just Jones? Jones' like it's Julio Jones' dro- Diary. No, Julio, Julio Jones's. Jones's. Keep no, there's no S after the apostrophe. It's just no S apostrophe. Bridget, Bridget Jones is... All right, no, so... Bridget Julio, Jones' diary. Julio Jones became the first player in NFL history with three games of more than 250 receiving yards. He had 253 and two touchdowns. All he needed was a quarterback change, guys. Mohamed Sanu providing the spark for him with the 61-yard touchdown pass. Uh, you know, I don't think we have to go too deep into this, but what do you think about Julio Jones... Who, what do you have? One touchdown coming into the game? Yeah, one touchdown coming into the game and it was having, it was having a disappointing season, no doubt. Um, any, anything to say about Mr. Jones and me? Yeah, I mean, I think the response from Jamie and I was exactly what it should have been. We told you earlier in the week, it doesn't matter what we say about Julio Jones, you have to start him. We would never tell you to sit him. It was frustrating what was happening. But this is the reason that you don't sit him. 253 yards, two touchdowns against a matchup that, quite frankly, this is what he should have done. Yeah. Here's what he has the rest of the way, and I'm not talking to Adam until he apologized to me for saying that I like Bridget Jones' diary. <laughs> um, so he's got Minnesota next week. We saw Xavier Rhodes get beat up when he got challenged by Marvin Jones on Thanksgiving. So that's nothing. Wait, that no, we fear. did not. Beat up, that is not the right word. Okay. Did he not give up? He okay. Look, he, he was playing a little bit too soft on that on that touchdown from a few yards. No, he out. got worked over completely. Come on, that that long touchdown catch that Marvin Jones had did not reflect poorly on on uh, Xavier Rhodes. It was a really lucky play, and I'm glad he had it. Okay, but, it was but, lucky. but take that take that play away, and Marvin Jones still had a good day. Fine, but, yeah, okay. But let's look earlier in the season. Xavier Rose did very, very well against elite wide receivers. Pretty clearly, he cannot okay, cover can... receivers with the last name Jones. <laughs> right. I agree. I will, I, I will, I will rephrase my my statement. You're not benching Julio Jones against Xavier. Rose. Of course, no, of course not. Yeah. Then he gets the Saints. Who knows what their secondary is going to look like? Mm-hmm. Then he gets the Bucks again. Hello. Then he gets the Saints Hi. again in the championship week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's terrific. All right, you know what? Let's let's talk about other things. Let's talk about our next segment. Kareem, I'm not talking to you too. Apologize. Uh, Jamie, I'm very sorry. What is your favorite movie? Uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah, it's a part two. 
Uh, uh, this is called Kareem Hunt Hurt My Feelings as uh, Martavis Bryant does not score. Uh, Kareem Hunt oh. hurt, hurt, yeah, hurt My Feelings. I was trying, I was going to say like Kareem Hunt stinks, but that was so mean. He doesn't stink, but he is hurting everybody's feelings. One fantasy point, you know, unless you play decimal scoring. 26 total yards, seven straight games, now eight in a row without a touchdown. So yak. Uh, Heath, how much faith do you have in Kareem Hunt going forward? The worst thing about the whole situation is he has the Jets next week. And then he has the Raiders. And then he has the Chargers. And then he has the Dol. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do about it. I'm not benching Kareem Hunt. It's stupid. I'm fully on board with the Chiefs should go the Bills route and bench Alex Smith and start Patrick Mahomes and just see what happens because Alex Smith, Andy Reid, schemed him to be a, a, an MVP candidate for five weeks, and then everybody caught on. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs should not bench Alex Smith. The Chiefs should bench Andy Reid because his play calling is stupid. It's I don't know. Like he called a normal play. No, run the ball. Just run the ball. Run the ball. Yeah, that's <laughs> all you had to do against Buffalo. He's not too, running run the ball. ball well, though. He's not running the ball well. Like, let's... Let's at least put How many a little... carries did he get? He got 11 carries. He got 17 okay. yards. They didn't give him a chance. They, yeah, they were also behind, but they were, he... they were behind 10. It's behind. I mean, look, sure, they should have run the ball more. They should have run the ball Everybody more. Everybody runs on Buffalo. Yeah. Well, are you going to start? The Jets have actually done a little bit better against running backs lately. I know Jonathan Stewart scored today, but they've been better against the run. Are you going to start Kareem Hunt next week? Or, or yep. do we? Yes. As he I is can't, probably going to be, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm going to say somewhere in the teens for me. Mm-hmm. So similar to what we talked about on the radio show last night, Adam, with Jordan Howard. You're going to have guys you could start over. Yeah. Heath, that was a, I couldn't really tell. I was like, yep, yep, yep. That was a yep. <laughs> He'll be top ten for me, and if I will go down with the ship. All right. There you go. That that ship would be uh, Red October because that will be the hunt for Red October. The big news. What a funny line that was. Greg Olson. Left with a foot injury, but he thinks he'll be fine. He never should have come on the show. It was a huge mistake. You bonanzaed him. I did. Matt Forte, then Greg Olson. I apologize to everybody who comes on the show. Oh, I got, uh, we interviewed Alan Robinson before his bust year last year too, so that was a bad one. Um, he had played- Matthews has been okay. Richard Matthews has been okay, yeah, until this week. He had played- But he, ha- he has taken a downturn in production from a year ago. Sure. Half the offensive snaps for Greg Olson before his injury. We'll see what happens there, but would love to get him back for New Orleans next week. Doug Martin left with a concussion. Are you guys going to have any interest? There were a lot of concussions today, unfortunately. It's kind of sad, but are you going to have any interest in a Bucks running back? No. No, Green Bay's been pretty pretty good against the run. And that we're saying that the game has just started, actually. Uh, so far, through one possession, they're doing very well against Le'Veon Bell. Well, for the season, I think they're getting up 3.6 yards per carry. I know that's your favorite stat, so. It doesn't really it's matter. In, it's in Green Bay, too. What so. Le'Veon Bell does, so. Uh, they, they basically split carries between Peyton Barber and Jacques Rodgers. Barber, though, was getting the goal line work. He had two short yardage touchdowns. TJ Yeldon was playing over Leonard Fournette for three straight possessions in the fourth quarter. Leonard Fournette is a loser for Jamie, so we will circle back to that a little bit later. Michael Crabtree and Aqib Talib went three rounds. It was pretty, it was a ferocious fight, really, and Crabtree got ejected, Talib got ejected, Oakland right guard Gabe Jackson ejected. Three minutes into the game, and we'll see what happens. But typically, when a guy gets ejected, they don't get suspended. Um, one of the ESPN reporters has been pointing that out appropriately. 
Amari Cooper left with a concussion, though, after one catch, a nine-yard touchdown catch. They have the Giants next week, who will be without Janoris Jenkins. Paxton Lynch left with an ankle injury. At the time of the injury, Demarius Thomas had four catches for 12 yards, and Emmanuel Sanders had two catches for 11 yards, and it didn't get much better for those guys. When Trevor Simeon came in, they have the Dolphins next week. Speaking of the Dolphins, guys, Damian Williams left with a shoulder injury, and uh, Kenyon Drake did catch a touchdown that was after the shoulder injury, so... How are you going to feel about Kenyon Drake if Damian Williams is out next week, Jamie, against the Broncos? That'd be a flex. Would you start him over Kareem Hunt, hypothetically? No. no? All right. The Dolphins are trash. Are yeah, sure? but the one thing is uh, this is now three straight games of Denver's run defense not looking great. And it seems like a Dolphins running back catches touchdown passes you know, somewhat regularly since the Ajayi trade, right? Is that three and four games? Off the top of my head, I'm not sure, but. Mm, maybe feels two at least two. I think it's two and four. Two yeah. and I mean, it's two. Like Marshawn Lynch had sixty-seven yards on twenty-six carries. They were still pretty good. Richard caught like a touchdown. production, though. Yeah. Uh, we got Jay Ajayi who fumbled into the end zone where Nelson Aguilar recovered. Hopefully that counted for you. C.J. Beathard left with an injury. Jimmy Garoppolo came in with a minute to play and he threw a touchdown against the Seahawks. Andy Reid says he's not considering replacing Alex Smith with Patrick Mahomes. And, oh, man, the Eagles. It must be fun to be the Eagles right now. Which celebration did you like better, the bowling pins touchdown celebration or the electric slide? The bowling pins. The Nelson Aguilar touchdown did not count for me in one league. And how in the world do we still have leagues in which that doesn't count? Should it count? Of course it should count. It's a touchdown. You score a touchdown. (laughs) You know, I'm watching the game with my 8-year-old. And he said, why does he get a touchdown? He didn't even do anything. All he did was grab the ball. It's true. I said, you know what he did? He hustled down the field 30 yards after his teammate ran the ball and was there when his teammate dropped the ball. Hustle points. Hustle points. I like Hustle that. points. If you score a touchdown, you get fantasy points. Okay. Coming up on the show, uh, Jamie and, and Heath are both going to give winners, and they both picked a different Patriots running back. If you've listened to our show for the last five weeks, you can probably guess who picked who. <laughs> uh, we've got our losers. We've got our mega duds, which are even worse than losers. Jordan Howard, Marcus Mariota, T.Y. Hilton, Larry Fitzgerald, the mega duds from this week. We'll look at the winners. We'll tell you about the almost touchdowns. We'll go through um, all the games. But look, our listeners are loving movement watches. They're loving it. And remember, if you want an awesome watch or you want to give an awesome watch as a gift... Go to MVMT.com slash FFootball. It's abbreviated MVMT, Movement Watches. So MVMT.com slash FFootball. You get 15% off and free shipping and free returns if, in fact, if you just somehow you're not feeling it, but you will be. We get it. Holiday shopping can be tough. Thanks to movement, all that gift-giving anxiety can disappear with the press of a button. These watches make the perfect purchase for just about anyone in your life, guy or girl. They have great women's watches as well. And remember, they started only $95. Tremendous discount. You've heard us talk about the watches. I wore mine yesterday, actually. People really liked it. Then I used to see me with watches. I was never a watch guy, but I am now, thanks to Movement Watches. And Movement has sold over a million watches worldwide, so get one right now. 15% off, free shipping, free returns, Movement Watches at MVMT.com. Slash F football, MVMT.com slash F football. Join the movement. Always happy to give out the uh, URLs via email or tweet if, uh, if that's what you need. All right, so I thought it was kind of interesting who was getting the goal line work today, guys, and I want you to tell me what you think it means in these situations. So, like, at almost simultaneously, this was sort of happening. Deion Lewis 
Christian McCaffrey were getting their guys, getting their teams down toward the goal line. Jonathan Stewart was getting the goal line carries. Rex Burkhead got the goal line work. Uh, the Patriots one is more interesting. Uh, Jamie, Deion Lewis was your start of the week, and he came through with 112 yards. He but was awesome. Ha- is he limited if he's not going to get the goal line work? I, I, I mean, that's obviously a yes. But how limited is Deion Lewis with his upside going forward? Well, I mean, you know, prior to today, he had scored in three of his last five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I know last week it was a receiving touchdown, but that's still a touchdown. It was in the red zone. Um, I, I think you kind of know what to expect from him. He's a, he's a number two running back with with upside. The snap count was identical. The touches were almost identical. Um, Rex Burkett's a good player. But Deion Lewis, I think, is their best running back. Would either of you rather have Burkhead than Lewis in fantasy? No. Even in PPR? Maybe in PPR. I mean, he had one more catch. Yeah. Yeah, but he's – yeah, yep, it's true. Okay. How about uh, the Jonathan Stewart thing? He scored again, second straight game with a touchdown. I think he's about 68% owned. Anybody want Jonathan Stewart? It's awful. It's so awful. <laughs> like, he's not even good in that role. I'm glad that he scored a touchdown, and that's great, but he looked awful in the role. Tried to j- jump over the pile on one play and made a fool of himself. He got caught. <laughs> yeah, he got the, the defender literally caught, caught him in the air. It, it happened again later in the game. That play was erased from history by a penalty. But he did the same thing, and the same thing happened. He got helicoptered. It, Jonathan Stewart has no business on the football field. It should all be Christian McCaffrey. He's either stealing touchdowns from McCaffrey or from Cam Newton. So it's just yep. it's just not good for fantasy, really. And it's hard to trust him because he doesn't really do anything if he doesn't score. But this one's a lot more interesting, guys. We look at the Tennessee running backs, and DeMarco Murray scored a goal-line touchdown after Derrick Henry had such a good drive, did all the work, and even got a carry from, like, the two- or the three-yard line. He got stopped at the one. He set up first and goal. And DeMarco Murray comes in. I think he was lined up as a fullback on that play, and Murray scores the touchdown, but... I mean, does it feel like arrows going up for for Derrick Henry and arrows going down for Demarco Murray, even though Murray got in the end zone, Heath? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I feel like uh, anybody that thought Henry was the better play than Murray today was probably right, and it just so happened that Murray got that kind of fluky touchdown. And it may be a situation, even for the rest of this year, where they realize that Henry is the better running back, but they get down to the end zone and they have enough respect for DeMarco Murray to where he gets the touchdowns. Maybe. Um, that could be a difficult situation. But I I, I feel pretty confident that Derrick Henry is now the better running back than DeMarco Murray. And the indication that we have from the Titans is they feel the same way. I mean, Derrick Henry had 70 more rushing yards than DeMarco Murray on one more carry. So. Yep. Uh, Jamie, is there any doubt you're starting Henry over Murray and, and even in PPR? Uh, not in PPR. No. I, I think they're, they're, they're relatively close. Um, the, the one thing is, it's like this was a good matchup, if not a great matchup. Last, next week, they get a, they gotta face Houston. And that could be a tough matchup. Yeah. Alright, we go to uh, the Broncos who had a great matchup and could not take advantage of it. A running back had scored double-digit fantasy points in eight straight games against the Oakland Raiders. Not today, but Devontae Booker, he had a touchdown catch overturned. He was stopped like three, two yards short, I think, and then he did get a goal-line carry but couldn't get in. And then I think Paxton Lynch threw an interception after that. Um, yeah, I know that we were hopeful, Jamie, for Devontae Booker. He almost scored, would have made his game, but he ends up having a really bad day. What do you think? 
um, it, it was just bad all around. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, the, the offense looked awful with Paxton Lynch and, you know, they, they made some production with, with Trevor Simeon, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that whole game turned on that, on that two plays. You know, Booker gets a touchdown and then Paxton Lynch, touchdown called back and then Paxton Lynch throws a pick right away. In you know, so zone. he got stuffed on the next goal line run. Um, so yeah, turned, turned a lot of fantasy games around, turned a lot of the Broncos, turned the Broncos game around. What I, what I don't understand, cause Trevor Simeon was clearly pretty good today in garbage time against the Raiders, came in down three scores. But I thought we had already established that Brock Osweiler was a better option than Trevor Simeon. And I, I think it's pretty clear after watching today that Trevor Simeon is a better quarterback than Paxton Lynch currently. But why wouldn't Brock Osweiler be the quarterback moving forward? I, I'm not sure that he wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know why they went with uh, Simeon as the backup today. I hope Simeon's their best quarterback. I hope they go back to Osweiler, though. Heath, Osweiler I mean, has been their best quarterback for fantasy production. For fantasy production, yes, but for, I mean, their wins have come with Trevor Simeon, you know, so if they're trying to win games, they need to stick with Simeon. If they're trying to develop somebody, they gotta go back to Paxlin. Yeah. Brock Osweiler is not gonna be part of this team next year. And Eddie Lacy had a goal line carry, so it was disappointing for JD McKissick. So two teams that have been so bad against running backs, uh, the Raiders and the 49ers, wasn't, uh, wasn't a good week to go against them, unfortunately. So let's go to our winners and our losers, and we'll start with the winners. Jamie, if you have anything to add, you begin with Dion Lewis. Your other winner is Robbie Anderson. Oh well, I mean, look, Dion Lewis, like I said, the, the the only thing that was missing for him was the touchdown. So he was he was great. Um, you know, just just the way he ran. Um, again, you know, Rex Burkhead got the scores. I think Robbie Anderson's just been awesome this year, and and that continued coming off their bye week. Just you know, great game, great catch for the first touchdown. Great throw and play uh, on the broken play for um, McCown to get him the ball on the second touchdown. It's not slowing down, you know. And this wasn't an easy matchup against the Panthers, and he came through with flying colors. Yep, Robbie Anderson, six catches, 146 yards, and two touchdowns on ten targets. He usually doesn't, usually doesn't get ten targets, but he did. And uh, yeah, he's been really good, and he's got the Chiefs next week. Hopefully, he can capitalize on that. Deion Lewis, we've loved the schedule. He had this stretch of three straight games facing either Miami or Buffalo, so he's got one of those down. But the next two games at Buffalo, at Miami, at Pittsburgh, that that could be t- that game at Pittsburgh. By the way, could decide who wins the Super Bowl because if the Patriots win that and they get home field advantage, they're winning the Super Bowl. It's just I'm sorry, hate to spoiler alert, they're winning the Super Bowl. Heath, your winners: Rex Burkhead and Sammy Watkins. We have a lot of Patriots fans that listen to this podcast. I cannot believe you just bonanza the Patriots <laughs> really, season. They like are unbonanzaable. You they, know that. No, don't say that. So what's gonna happen? They're Gronk, all gonna stop listening to it. Gronk's gonna Gronk's gonna like tear his ACL, and they're, they're still all, gonna win. Stop it. That, stop it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yes. Why Very would you encouraging for Rex Burkhead that the fumble did not cost him? He is apparently. The goal line back until things change in the, uh, Belichick offense. But, uh, I, I think what Jamie said is right. They're both number two running backs. I'm a little disappointed for Deion Lewis because I honestly thought he had number one low end, number one running back upside. I think that's even how I ranked him this week. Uh, if Rex Burkhead is the goal line back, that doesn't really exist. But, uh, huge, huge, huge for the value of Rex Burkhead and for Burkhead owners. Sammy Watkins, Listen, he's had two games this year with at least seven targets. He's been a number one wide receiver in both of them. 
I expect he's going to be a borderline number one wide receiver for as long as Robert Woods is out. It, but he's got Arizona next week. So does that end there? When they played Arizona last, Patrick Peterson didn't exactly follow him everywhere. Okay. Well, Woods was healthy then. That's true. That's true. It may be a big week for Josh Reynolds. Well, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup led the, oh, Cooper Cup was awesome. Led the team in receiving. Cooper Cup was awesome. Yeah, he had a great yeah. game. This was yeah. so obvious in retrospect. I w- I really wish I had brought it up more uh, because I just the Saints without their top two cornerbacks, and I guess we didn't know that they would have neither of their top two cornerbacks. I mean, I think we did actually. We didn't know officially, maybe until Saturday, but they took advantage of that. I mean, that's that secondary is beat up, and and no Robert Woods. It wasn't a huge shock that. That those, where did you guys end up having Cooper Cup and Watkins ranked? Watkins as a number two. I wasn't high enough on Cup. I think I had Watkins 24 and Cup around 32. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go on to the losers then. These are more interesting today. Jay Ajayi is a loser for Heath, and so is Kareem Hunt. We don't have to talk anymore about Kareem Hunt, who hurt all of our feelings. But uh, Jay Ajayi, five carries, 26 yards. One catch for seven yards and a fumble for a touchdown recovered by Nelson Aguilar. Does he get points for that? Should he get points for that, Heath? Man, LeGarrette Blunt looked good in this game. LeGarrette Blunt had a fumble too, but he ran so much hotter than Jay Ajayi. And I, I'm just going to fully embrace the narrative that I've created <laughs> that the Eagles don't know how much tread is left on Jay Ajayi's tires and they are saving him for the playoffs. And I, I don't think you can even consider, unless something changes, and with the upcoming schedule, I don't expect it will, I don't think you can even consider starting JHI anytime in the foreseeable future. All right, Jamie, your losers are Leonard Fournette and the Broncos, the relevant fantasy Denver Broncos. I, Man, all right, I'm, how are you feeling about Leonard Fournette right now? Because I'm a little concerned. So you know he's got this uh, foot-ankle injury that's, apparently going to linger for the rest of the season. And when he was standing on the sidelines with his helmet off when the game was still competitive, that was not a good look. So you have to wonder, did he re-aggravate the injury? He came and back so, in uh, their last possession I saw. He was playing a little bit. But like I had said earlier, he got benched. Or, or, well, what I heard, I believe it was Spiro Dita say on the broadcast, was this is the third possession in a row we've seen Leonard Fournette out and TJ Yeldon in. Or we've seen Yeldon in over Fournette. Yeah, now look, Yeldon's their passing downs guy. That's very clear that they want to use him in that role. So when they were chasing points, you know, he was going to see a lot of action. But the fact that they didn't go back to Fournette sooner, again, you wonder if the foot is bothering him or, you know, he just isn't very good in that role. But they're not run blocking the same way. Now look, they were down two offensive linemen, so take that into consideration. And they get the Colts next week in their building. So it's a big bounce back spot for him, and hopefully he takes advantage of it. But this is not the elite level guy you were hoping to see. Like I have uh, in in the Scott Fishbowl League, the reason I've had such a very uh, I've had a good season is because I've had Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt, and that's oh been a little bit of a struggle lately. Oh boy. Um, would you guys rather have Alvin Kamara or Leonard Fournette rest of season? I mean, it's it's easy to be reactionary, but Kamara. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Okay, and the Broncos, I guess we have to see who the quarterback is, Jamie, but this sucks. This really sucks for the Broncos. Yeah, it was just frustrating. You know, again, the, the, the Booker falling down at the one, uh, not getting in the end zone, that, that turned the tides, uh, for him and, and for the game, and then, uh, the, the, 
the ebbs and flows of the quarterback play. You know, you had the story come out um, last week that the Broncos considered trading Demarius Thomas at the deadline. I wonder where his mindset's at. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, it just doesn't look right. You have to wonder how healthy he is. They have a bounce back spot next week at Miami, but it's a one o'clock start for a West Coast team. Who's going to be the quarterback? Like you said, um, you know, it's kind of kind of got to take a wait and see approach. I don't think they had a. I don't think they have a better matchup next week than they had this week. You know, that's the really disappointing thing. Denver. Does Denver count as a West Coast team since they're on Mountain Time? <laughs> uh, sure. It's an hour difference. It's not quite as far, but I mean that's a long trip all the way down to Miami, and <laughs> these trips sometimes they really matter. I mean, the Jaguars' defense had probably its worst performance of the year. I'm thinking, yep. and against the pretty bad offense, Blaine Gabbard had his second good game in a row. All right, so you've got losers, you've got duds. We how, never. How, how is that, by the way? Uh-huh. That um, the Jaguars go into Arizona, they not only lose to the guy who was supposed to be their franchise quarterback in Blaine <laughs> Gabbert, but there were actually four Jaguars quarterbacks in the stadium on the field or uh, in the stadium, I guess. Um, Chad Henney, Gabbert, Bortles, and Byron Leftwich is a coach for the Cardinals. Hmm. Interesting. Is Blake Bortles the worst one? Bench game. Uh, probably that. Uh, well, he was their best running back today, so take that <laughs> he was. Uh, I'm going to set up this new segment again. You've heard of losers. You've heard of duds, but we've never talked about mega duds. These are not transformers. These are players who were really terrible today. Jordan Howard started in 84% of leagues. Seven carries for six yards. Two catches for 13 yards at the Eagles. Is this a one week? Thing or is this cause for more concern, Heath Cummings? I was very concerned, and I tweeted about it this morning about Howard. I could not move him low enough in my rankings. I think I've got him down to 16 and in a non-PPR format and, and just couldn't find a way to move him lower. But this was a terrible situation for him. He had six targets in five games with Mitchell Trubisky coming into this game. Got two targets in this game for 13 yards, so that's basically almost nothing. And the Eagles do not give up fantasy points to running backs on the ground. And they were 14-point underdogs. It was just an awful, awful situation. Next week, he gets the 49ers at home. They're going to run the ball approximately 75 times in that game. I'm not worried about Jordan Howard in Week 13. All right, it is four of his last seven games with seven or fewer fantasy points in standard scoring. I I understand. And, He's and, and if they have a bad game script, it's a bad situation for Howard. You don't get bad game, game scripts against the 49ers zone. Yeah, should be good. Okay, this one was really disappointing. Nine fantasy points, no rushing yards for Marcus Mariota, and he still has only one game with more than 19 fantasy points and only two games with multiple touchdown passes. And how about this? Only one game in his last six games with more than eight rushing yards. Some of that was with the injury, but he's been healthy lately. Mariota's got another great matchup against Houston coming up. Jamie, is this uh, just a one-week thing or a big concern for Marcus Mariota? Nine fantasy points against the Colts. I mean, look, he stinks right now. He has every opportunity to get better. Like you said, matchup's good. Schedule's great moving forward. We, we've talked about this. But he just looks bad. He really looks awful. You know, and... You just have to wonder, is he fully recovered from last year's leg injury? Is he fully recovered from the midseason hamstring injury? Offensive line has not been as good. Receiving core hasn't been anything that I hoped it would be. Um, you know, Corey Davis was bad today. You know, thankfully Delaney Walker saved him with a touchdown. He's had some bad drops. You know, Delaney Walker dropped touchdown and we could go against Pittsburgh, but he just is not playing well. And so, 
Uh, I can tell you right now, I, I did my quarterback rankings initially for next week. I have him right now ranked 15th, despite the good matchup. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just very difficult to trust him. You know, he he's in the same conversation right now with Dak Prescott, with Alex Smith, just guys that have good situations, but they're not playing very well. Certainly would like to see him get Rashard Matthews back. Maybe that would help. That would change things, absolutely. T.Y. Hilton Heath, two catches for 15 yards on five targets. That's 27 or fewer yards in five of his last six games for T.Y. Hilton, and he's got the Jaguars next week. What are your thoughts on T.Y.? This is turning into a segment of players that Heath should have listened to his own spreadsheet about because uh, T.Y. Hilton <laughs> – I moved up and up and up on the narrative that he's been good against bad, good matchups, except for the Titans so far this year. Um, this was awful. There's nothing good to say about it. And he gets Jacksonville next week, which is one of the worst matchups you can have. At Jacksonville, maybe the very worst matchup you can have. You cannot consider starting T.Y. Hilton. I don't care if you start three wide receivers. I don't care if you start a flex. You're not starting him. I don't know when you're – maybe at Buffalo the following week, but Jacksonville – Yeah, the, the next week at Buffalo, you're considering it. I'm not yeah. saying he's a must-start the next week at Buffalo. I'm not going to fall into the trap of ranking him in the top 20 again. But he's going to be a borderline startable player the following week. But this week against Jacksonville, no. Yeah. and But then after that, it's Denver, and then after that, it's at Baltimore. He has some some really tough cornerbacks coming up. Um, finally, Jamie, uh, this one you had no interest in, Larry Fitzgerald. Three catches for 12 yards on eight targets – and he had been very, very good for three straight games. He had 24 catches on 33 targets in his last three games, but a dud against the Jaguars. You're going to throw him back in your lineup against the Rams next week? Larry Fitzgerald. Yes. I mean, uh, this was an easy one to get away. He was an easy guy to get away from this week. And, and I know they gave up the touchdown to Jerron Brown, but their secondary is just very good against receivers. That, that's just the way it is. you know. And, and there was the, is Jalen Ramsey playing? Is he not playing? I, I mean, I don't know how much Ramsey matched up with him. Ramsey played, so that that clearly was a, a factor. They were going to do everything they possibly could to take Larry Fitzgerald away, and they did. Heath Cummings, he, yes, you must have sold your soul to be right in the first quarter on Jamal Williams. I know it must be annoying when we talk about the the game, but because yeah, everybody, no, the most amazing thing about it is that we spent the entire preseason and the first four weeks of the season with me hating Jamal Williams because I love Ty Montgomery so much. And then this week, I get to be the high guy in Jamal Williams, and he catches a 54-yard pass. Oh, it was a pass. Yes. Okay, I, didn't, I thought it was a handoff. Well, already, we're, we got a bonanza brewing here. 14-7. I'm going to be right again. And obviously, it's only better hope the Steelers pick up their end. Oh, 14-6. They'll pick up the first quarter. Don't worry about it. We got a wait, bonanza Wait, wait, wait. To be clear, the Grimble touchdown does not count. Why? No, he, has to, he, he gets. It's Roethlisberger. Here, here's what we established. Sure. He, he gets, he has to get two guys right for the Packers. He's gotten that. Yeah. Because, well, no, Hunley's still not a starting fantasy quarterback. It doesn't matter. I got Cobb and Williams. So, no, Cobb has nine points. Cobb is not a starting fantasy wide receiver yet. Oh, get the, oh, oh, you mean he has to become one this week. Okay. I thought you meant nobody's yeah. starting him, so it doesn't count. All right, fine. Yeah, no, Cobb, Cobb has to get you one more point and you're fine. <laughs> you're good. I think nine's pretty good. Not, he'll be a top no. 24 wide receiver no, with nine. if you're going to qualify the Bonanza as Jamie, having guys play I, great. They can't. No, it's not everybody has to be great. But no, no, no. You cool. need to get two Packers. That's what we established. Yes. They, and, and and to, to be, be clear, great, through though. one quarter, Le'Veon Bell's on pace for four points. Antonio Brown's on pace for eight. 
you're in trouble. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna. Yeah, we gotta... If you if you ruin the Steelers, I don't care what the Packers do. <laughs> if you ruin the Steelers this week, I mean, you are never allowed to give a bonanza again. In I this already spot, if you ruin them in a primetime game against Green Bay at home, you're done. I Cut already off. did with the juju thing, so you know. Um, but I want to tell everybody you may have you may have missed out on Indochino's Black Friday sale, but you know what? You can still get an amazing deal on Indochino.com. Just go to Indochino.com, buy a suit. An amazing suit that fits you perfectly, looks great, feels great, and will be a great purchase. And when you do that, you use the code FFT at checkout and get 50% off. I said 50% off. It's not even Black Friday. It's an amazing deal. How often do you get to save hundreds of dollars when you shop online? Now, you can also go in and uh, into an Indochino showroom, but you have to see these suits. They're so nice, and it's something you really can't appreciate until you actually have a custom suit, and you, you get your monogram on there, you design every detail. You're going to want to wear it every time you need to dress up. I love my Indochino suit. You know that by now, so join me and take advantage of this offer. Get any premium Indochino suit for $359 at Indochino.com when you enter FFT at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit and shipping's free. Indochino.com. The promo code is FFT for any premium suit at just $359 in free shipping. All right, news and notes. Josh Gordon is going to play this week, or next week, rather. Uh, hooray. Jameis Winston's making progress, getting closer no, but to Let's return. stay there for a second because Josh Gordon's 56% owned. Pick him up, please. We're going to talk about it on Tuesday. Pick him up. But you can't pick him up now. You have to wait till Tuesday. In some leagues you can. Go get him. What was that question we got on the radio show last night? Drop Alfred Morris for... Oh, drop Alfred Morris for Josh Gordon, right? No. No, thank you. Was it? No, it was for... Uh, I think it was for Devontae Booker. Yeah. For Devontae Booker, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. But no, but somebody was calling us on Saturday and saying, should I drop Alfred Morris? I'm like, you can't drop Alfred Morris, but he already played. I guess some leagues uh, have different rules. Giants cornerback Janoris Jenkins could need season-ending surgery. Rams wide receiver Mike Williams is week-to-week with a bone bruise. As Jamie pointed out on Twitter, that will help Hunter Henry. Tampa Bay, not only did they lose their running back Doug Martin, their center Ali Marpet hurt his knee in the first half. Desmond Trufant, cornerback for the Falcons, he left with a concussion. Will Fuller's not playing Monday night at Baltimore. Arizona linebacker Daniel Buchanan left with an ankle injury. I'm not sure if he was able to return. Denver defensive end Derek Wolf left with a neck injury. Saints left tackle Teron Armstead left with an injury. He's missed a lot of games already this year. Uh, Colts center Ryan Kelly left with a concussion. And Bears guard Josh Sitton left with a head injury. The almost touchdowns. We should name this segment the Austin Safarian Jenkins zone. This guy has had three touchdowns now. Overturned or one or two overturned, one call back on a bogus penalty. Can you imagine if Austin Safarian Jenkins, though, he, he, not only did he drop an easy wide open touchdown in the first half, later in the half he couldn't control a ball in the end zone. It was originally ruled a touchdown and was overturned. But could you imagine if, if he had those touchdowns, those three extra touchdowns, wh- what we would think about Safarian Jenkins? Wouldn't you call him a must start every week? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, but we're not doing that. Because... But by the way, you missed a lot of almost touchdowns. All right, good. I only have like four here, so maybe you can help me I, out. I've got some for you. You go ahead and go through yours, and I'll try to have a complete list by the time you're done. Mike Evans kind of dropped a touchdown, might have been knocked away. Devontae Booker had that one overturned. We mentioned that. And Jared Cook had a touchdown overturned. What else did I miss? Uh Josh Reynolds 
did score a touchdown, but was also open deep down the left side on a touchdown, and Jared Goff underthrew him, and the ball was batted away at the last second. Okay. Mark Ingram scored a touchdown, and it was yeah. reversed on penalty. Right, right. Well, I don't really count those. Wait, if you actually score a touchdown, but they call it back because of the penalty, that's not an almost touchdown? It depends if the penalty assisted the touchdown. And shouldn't Devontae—okay, you had Devontae Booker on there, okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, the penalty on Mark Ingrams did not assist the touchdown. He caught a pass in the flat, and there was no one between him and the end zone. And oh, the penalty yeah, they was, called that back, right. Okay, yeah. he almost touched down. Acceptable almost touchdown for Mark Ingram. Appreciate it. And Josh Reynolds was as well. Okay, fair enough. Let's look at the top five at each position for Fantasy Week 12 quarterbacks. Uh, we'll skip the Thursday guys, but Rivers and Keenum are still one and two. Uh, Roethlisberger will pass them pretty soon. Josh McCown, 30 fantasy points, 307 yards, and three touchdowns. Carson Wentz and Tom Brady had 29. Russell Wilson, he had a good game against the San Francisco 49ers. He had a great game, 27 fantasy points. He had not done that in his career, really, at least at San Francisco. And Jared Goff had 24. So your top five, aside from Thursday, are McCown, Wentz, Brady, Wilson, and Goff. Heath Cummings, what stands out to you there? I, I got a lot of tweets about how we ranked Josh McCown and how we don't give Josh McCown any credit. And I, I don't even know what to make. Like he's a career backup. This is a, this was a very good game. He's having maybe the best year of his career other than that eight or nine games that he had in Chicago. But, and he's got a good matchup this week. Chiefs. Yep. But I I don't know what to make of him. I like he's a fantasy quarterback. I mean, yeah. give him credit. He's doing he's doing what he needs to do. And and you know you 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 see Robbie Anderson. He's turned into a very good fantasy receiver. If Austin Zavarian Jenkins caught these touchdowns that you're talking about, Adam, Josh McCown's season numbers would look even better. Yeah. It's so true. this was the, I, this was to me fluky because I I think Carolina's defense was better than what they showed today. They didn't really get much pass rush on McCown and. Their secondary, you know, at least on one of the touchdowns fell apart for sure. Um, but he's, he, he's playing great. Mm-hmm. And, and so why not buy into it? Like again, I, I did my, my early rankings. I'd start him over Mariota. I'd start him over Prescott. I'd start him over Stafford, who's got a tough matchup at Baltimore. Um, he's over Tyra to over Matt Ryan, who's well, got a tough matchup against Minnesota. You know, Jamie, I, I had. McCown is a sleeper on the video show on Friday, and the reason was I didn't think they'd be able to run the ball. In fact, I knew they wouldn't be able to run the ball. So, like, just, I didn't expect 30 points from him, but I, I don't really think Carolina has that great of a pass defense. They just never give up big games until this week. This is the best the quarterbacks ever. Right. I don't know. I, I, I would, I would have told you he would have probably got you 17 points. Yeah, I was thinking like 18 to 20. I was thinking like 20, but 30 was great for McCown, and he's just, yeah, he's playing well. All right. Um, any, anything else there? Uh, I mean, it's the usual suspects, right? It's Wentz, it's Brady, it's Wilson, and then Jared Goff, 24 fantasy points, nice game for him, t- took advantage of a good matchup. I'm gonna keep saying the same thing that I've said about Carson Wentz, and it's gonna keep making Eagles fans upset, but it's just a fact of life. The Carson Wentz regression is either going to come some point in 2017, or he's going to be the Matt Ryan of next year. <laughs> he is having the Matt. He's Matt Ryan this year, right? Yes. It's like you don't throw for 227 yards and three touchdowns every week. 227 is a that... lot for him these days. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's I think he's going to light up the Seahawks next week. 
Probably. I mean, the oh, thing uh, is, he'll probably light him up for 145 yards and six touchdowns. You know why he's not going to have the Ryan year next year? Because he's going to just be so much better. He's he's a superstar. Next year he well, could be the best let's, quarterback. Let's see what they do at receiver because Alshon's going to be free agent. Yeah, yep. that's true. Okay, top five running backs for fantasy week 12. Well, so here's a new segment called Adam's computer just froze. So what yeah, do we got? Yeah. We got Alvin Kamara. Here's the running backs. Okay. So number one is Alvin Kamara. Number two is Alvin Kamara. Should it be? Would it be more fun if we could guess the top five? I thought sure, Jamie, you missed this. Um, I think you were not on this show, maybe. Last but week, no. Adam had a long tweet rant about GIF versus GIF, mm-hmm. and made it very clear that if you create a word, you get to say how it's pronounced. That it's clearly GIF and not GIF. Okay. So I'm pretty sure if you create a person, you get to say how their name is pronounced. It's Kamara, not Kamara. Are you sure his mom says Kamara? Absolutely. It's Kamara. So, all right, Kamara's gotta be one. <laughs> I'm thinking Rex Burkhead's two. Heath, help me out here. Um, you want that, you're gonna try and get him in order? Or you're no, just gonna try to name top the five. Kamara, Burkhead. Was it, was it? Heath? I can't confirm Adam's not cheating. No, I'm not cheating. I, I think, no? I think Deion Lewis? I mean, that's a good game. We're taking out the, when, the Thursday guy? Ah, uh, forget it. Forget it. Alright, I gotta cheat. Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Tevin Coleman, Rex Burkhead, and Marshawn Lynch. Wow. Kamara, Mixon, Coleman, Burkhead, and Lynch. Jamie, your reaction? Well, uh, Kamara's great production was fantastic and uh cost you a fantasy game which is going to end up costing me 100 bucks because I told P Prisco that he would never make the playoffs in our <laughs> FFT league and that touchdown at the end put him ahead of you and put him probably in the playoffs sorry buddy um but he was he was fantastic on only 11 touches so uh I know Mark Ingram owners are going to be really frustrated by seeing what uh Kamara and Kamara did but he's just been fantastic all season long Mixon was amazing and and this Browns run defense is a myth they're they're losing guys, injuries at play it taking toll on them, and their last I think it's three or four games, the fantasy production against them has been very good. Okay. <clears throat> so mix yeah, Mixon, do you think that means good times are ahead for Mixon, or do you think he goes back to being like low yards per carry? Let's hope he gets eight fantasy. Well points. look, I mean Jamal Williams just proved you can have success against Pittsburgh and that's who he gets next at home. But it's gonna be primetime Andy Dalton. <laughs> Yeah, stay away from Joe Mixon is what I would say. The interesting thing, and and I do these on Sunday night before we go on the air, um, believe it or not, Twitter polls. And I asked who is the best Saints running back. 78% on Alvin Kamara. I'm still taking Ingram. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel exactly the same. I think you make an argument that Kamara might be the more talented player, but Mark Ingram's still the better running back. The only the only thing, in my opinion, working in Kamara's favor is the report that came out this week that if Mark Ingram makes all pro, he becomes a free agent. Yeah. They don't want that. But we didn't even really see anything that indicates that's what's going on this week. How many touches did Kamara get this week? Ten? Eleven. Eleven. Look, they're not going to screw with what their season is to to keep marking or being a free agent. That would right. just be dumb on their part. Uh, all right, the top five wide receivers in fantasy week twelve: Julio Jones, Robbie Anderson. Then we had three guys from Thursday: Keenan Allen, Marvin Jones, and Jamison Crowder. 
So we take them out of the equation. It's Julio, Anderson, Jermaine Curse, seven catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks, and then a tie, Sammy Watkins, and this is kind of cheap, and Muhammad Sanu, who had eight catches for 64 yards, but he threw a touchdown pass as well. So we'll forget about him. So it's Julio, Anderson, Jermaine Curse, Brandon Cooks, and Sammy Watkins. I think Curse really stands out here, and we haven't spoken about him. Do you guys have any interest in Jermaine Curse going forward? No. Uh, next week against Kansas City, yeah. I think he's the number three receiver. Absolutely. Okay, then. Let's go to the tight ends. Gronkowski. So it was a get-right week for Julio Jones and Rob Gronkowski. 82 yards and two touchdowns. Then we had Kyle Rudolph. Zach Ertz. Oh, man. Buried the lead. Ricky Seals-Jones. 13 fantasy. Yeah, man. Four catches, 72 yards and a touchdown. And then Hunter Henry uh, on Thursday. And Delaney Walker had a good game as well. So it's Gronk, Ertz, Seals-Jones. Walker, and then Jack Doyle and Jimmy Graham with nine fantasy points. Doyle was four points better in PPR. That's your it was a get-right game for, for Walker, first receiving touchdown on the season. Get-right game for Ertz, who has struggled, you know, I think the last three weeks. Um, well, he had the injury. Yeah, the injury well, he hadn't had more second. than five targets in a month. Yeah. So that was excellent. He had ten catches this week, most at the position. But what do you think about Ricky Seals-Jones? He is a thing, but is he only a thing if Gabbert plays? Yes. Well, Gabbert's going to be the starter the rest of the way. He has to be. They are in the playoff race. Yep. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of gross to think about. Why, wow. They have a very good defense, though. Um, Do they? Yeah. All right. They give up a lot of points to quarterbacks. Okay. I mean, they got one. You know what actually was a big development for them today? The, the uh, guy who was calling the game said this was the best he's seen. He said probably the best he's seen Tyron Matthew look all year. And so, Chandler yeah, Jones nice. was amazing. Yeah. They, 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 they played phenomenal defense. It's interesting. The Rams go into their building next week as a seven-point favorite. Mm, I like and the Rams I kind of want to doubt the Rams. I like the Rams to win, but I like uh, I like the points for Cardinals. Yep. Yeah, they lose by six. All right, to the games, guys. Well, let's just give one thought on each game. Carolina 35, Jets 17. Give, give me a Cam Newton thought, Heath. He only had uh, 16 fantasy points today. I'm not that concerned about it. It's a bad game script for him. I still think he'll be fine moving forward. In week 13, looks like he is going against New Orleans on the road. Going to be chasing points. I like Cam just fine. You think he's chasing points? I think he's chasing points against the Saints, yes. I think he's scoring points against the Saints one way or the other. Yeah, one way or the other. Points. The Saints defense looks the way it did today. But I just want to say, I know I'm not a scout. I actually am a scout, but I don't like to brag about it. Um, he's not a, he's not throwing the ball well. He has not well, been a good passer this year. There was a report that came out either yesterday or the day before that his thumb did not heal like they expected it to. And it's not, he's not, he's not quite right right now. I would believe it because he missed Greg Olson. Should have had Greg Olson on a touchdown. He was 11 for 28. Just uh, inaccurate. And Jamie, your thoughts quickly on the uh, Jets running backs. I know I said one thought, but go ahead on that. Stay away. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> uh, well, I was disappointed that Forte didn't get a catch because I thought maybe he would at least give you four or five catches, but. I was actually disappointed that he played. Another <laughs> guy that you bonanzaed, by the way. Um, because that, that makes it, Awful. They still give all three guys work. This Buffalo- is this is like the Eagles' light. They're just bad. Yeah. Yep. Buffalo sixteen, Kansas City ten, and give me a thought on the Sean McCoy. 
Jamie. I like the work. Um, I just don't like the production, but he's still a starting fantasy running back week in, week out. Who do you like better rest of the season, Fournette or McCoy? If if Fournette's hurt, I'm going to say McCoy. Yeah, I'll say McCoy just because of his work in the passing game. And I, Man, how good could Zay Jones be if he just caught half his targets? Hey, caught a touchdown. That was nice to see his 11% own. Uh, just one fun note on this game. On the first drive of the game for Buffalo, LaShawn McCoy had a 24-yard catch. The Chiefs entered the game giving up 23.5 receiving yards per game to running backs. So I saw that. I was like, did he just eclipse their average? He did. He only had six more receiving yards the rest of the game. They are so good. The best in the business in the passing game against running backs, Chiefs. Uh, Philadelphia 31, Chicago 3. We talked about Jordan Howard. I thought it was encouraging that Doncho Inman had four for 64 on nine targets. And uh, he's got San Francisco next week, so he's 11% owned. Don't sleep on him. Um, what do you what do you think about Nelson Aguilar, Heath? Uh, 79% owned, and he, scored, he has to score, but he has a knack of doing that. I think he's pretty close to uh, correctly owned. Much more correct than the idea that somebody might score a touchdown and not get fantasy points for it. <laughs> but he also had a legit touchdown, right? He caught a touchdown. Yes. He oh, he did. Yeah. He did, yes. And I think 79% is about right. He's not... He's not necessarily a must own a 10 team league and with, with all the teams that have given up, there may be a 12 team league that, uh, you just can't find a roster spot for him. But he's not a bad flex on a week to week basis. Would it be crazy to drop Nelson Aguilar for Dontrell Inman? Yes. Jamie? Uh, no. That would be crazy. Alright, but I can hear Jamie's voice. It'd be a little crazy. Yeah. Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati 30, Cleveland 16. So we already talked about Joe Mixon, who had a great game today. He had a what was he, 165 total yards and a touchdown. But Crowell was good too, 16 carries for 95 yards. So that's three good games out of four for Crowell. And the other one was against Jacksonville, a very tough run defense. Heath, how you feeling about Isaiah Crowell? Stupid Browns. Give the ball to Duke Johnson. That's how I feel about Isaiah Crowell. He was much better than expected, and the Bengals' run defense was not as good as I expected. It was almost like they didn't think the Browns would try to run the ball up the middle against them because they were looked wholly unprepared. All right, well, do you trust them against the Chargers next week, Crowell? He's going to be a borderline number two, more likely a flex. All right, that may be the end of your fun with Andy Dalton. He got you 22 fantasy points. His next three games are Pittsburgh, Chicago, and at Minnesota. So we'll see. Disappointing game for A.J. Green, but Tyler Croft scored, of course. New England 35, Miami 17. We probably should talk. Well, okay, Danny Amendola did not get his six or more targets, so he had a horrible game. But what do you think, Jamie, about the Dolphins' passing game going forward? I mean, Landry was fine. He just didn't score. So the disappointing one was Stills. You know, six targets, three for 47. Parker, terrible. One catch for five yards on three targets. Yeah. It's hard to trust them next week against Denver. I don't care that Denver's not looked the same. Um, you have, you have a couple of revenge things in play here. Adam Gase against the Broncos, Julius Thomas against the Broncos, Jay Cutler against the Broncos. I don't care. Bad, yeah. bad team. But it, I think it's also obvious that while, while Matt Moore is bad for Parker and he's good for Stills, he's also pretty good for Landry. Landry's just good with whoever's the quarterback yeah, there. Yeah, look yeah. at the yards the last two games. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, Moore is going to take more chances down the field than Jay Cutler has, and probably more so than Ryan Tannehill did. Yeah. Adam, I'm changing our team name in the Rejects League. Okay. To what? Devontae Parker Floyd. <laughs> Please. Give me, don't even. Devontae Parker is Michael Floyd. If, the, if Jay Cutler were playing, Devontae Parker would be good. He'd give you, it's five for, he'd give you six for 70. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, the team name has changed. Oh, Every time you dope. change it, I'm changing it back. Sorry, I'm watching the Steelers game. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Tennessee 20, Indianapolis 16. We're still gonna make the playoffs, aren't we? I doubt it. No, I think we're in. We're gonna make the playoffs. Tennessee 20, Indianapolis 16. Mariota was bad, DeMarco Murray was bad, Corey Davis was bad. Jacoby Brissett was bad. He only scored six fantasy points. He'd been playing pretty well. Um, I don't, I don't know that there's much else to talk about here. They're at Jacksonville next week, so I don't think you're gonna trust anybody. Jack Doyle though, maybe, yeah, you will, yeah. Jack Doyle, seven catches for 94 yards, becoming a PPR stud. I'm just the Jaguars struggle with tight ends. Yeah, right, yep. don't trust him. Alright, that's it for that game. Let's move on. Atlanta 34, Tampa Bay 20. Heath, do you have a takeaway from the Falcons with a 14 point win over the Bucks? As long as Devontae Freeman is out, Tevin Coleman is a top 10 running back, and there's, and that's, no matter who the opponent is. Yep. Yeah, I mean, 20 carries or 19 carries in the three games without Freeman. Um, I, who is disappointed with Mike Evans? Everyone. Should they be? Yep. Is, that, is that fair? Yeah. Uh, Chris Towers made a good point that Mike Evans just continues to be the poster boy for touchdown regression. Like his rookie year, he had a pretty good year and just didn't score the touchdowns. No, no, his rookie and, year he did. Second year he didn't. Yes, and each year that he just goes back and forth, so next year he's going to be somebody that scores a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah, but he's also, he came into today's game, Mike Evans, averaging 69 yards per game. He had 78. So let's say he's maybe around like 71, 72 now. Last year he averaged 83 yards per game. That's, that's, a, that's a big drop. Maybe it's, you know, you chalk it up to Winston not being there, but it's a big drop. Um, Seattle 24, San Francisco 13. So I mentioned on Friday, Russell Wilson had a terrible history at San Francisco, and so did Doug Baldwin. Wilson came through. 27 fantasy points. He's incredible, and he runs so much now. But Doug Baldwin, two catches for 25 yards. That is now, let's see, six games in a row at San Francisco with less than five fantasy points and no more than four catches in those six games at San Francisco. So it's just weird. I'm sure it's not a long-term concern, but do you have anything to say about Edward Lacey, who is 30% owned and had 17 carries, Jamie, for 46 yards? I mean, if that excites you, then you get to play him against Philadelphia next week. <laughs> Yay! It does not excite me. I saw somebody on Twitter say, and I don't remember who it was, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming infamous for quoting people on Twitter without giving them credit for it. This kind of smells like a situation where the Seahawks knew they did not have to show their best running back. J.D. McKissick is so obviously their best running back. Well, to be fair, uh, Mike Carroll came out and said that Mike Davis, Pete Carroll came out and said that Mike Davis will play next week. Yeah. So I don't know Ugh. if that helps things. No, it doesn't. And let me just say, I, I did something that really pissed Jamie off this morning. I picked up Eric Decker in our IDP PPR league, <laughs> and he tweeted me, ah, or he texted me, yeah, you got Eric Decker seconds before I could. So I started Eric Decker over Marquise Goodwin, which was a huge mistake. Goodwin had four catches for 78 yards, and Heath is going to beat me because I made terrible roster decisions. I started Dak Prescott over Case Keenum. I started, uh, like I said, Goodwin, or Sat Goodwin for 
For Eric Decker, what was the other one? I, I don't know. In oh, fairness, Jared I'm Cook going for to Hunter beat you because I'm the best team in the league. Jared Cook for Hunter Henry. My optimal lineup would have beaten your optimal lineup, Heath. So take that. I can put that one on the board. That's 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 questionable. No, it's that's I'm looking at it now. It's 100 percent true. Just Keenum alone, 31 points. I lost 28 points on that transaction. All right, so Marquise Goodwin, 28 percent owned. How does that ownership sound to you? Low. It seems low. Um, I. I don't know that he's somebody in a standard 12 team league. Like that, that IDP league is nowhere close to a standard 12 team right, league. Right. So that's uh, got very deep rosters in a standard 12 team league. I'm not sure that he has to be owned, but he's a matchup dependent guy that if they're going to be chasing, and especially if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting next week, um, he's going to be interesting. Oakland 21, Denver 14. We have three games left here. We talked a lot about the Broncos. Uh, you know, Derek Carr. 20 fantasy points against the Broncos without Crabtree for all but three minutes and without Cooper for most of the game. How do you well, feel Cooper about- Cooper helped him though. Yeah, he got one catch for, for a touchdown, but still, I mean, he played most of the game without him. How do you feel about, uh, Derek Carr going forward? Love his matchup next week. You should love so. his next three matchups. The so Giants, Chiefs, and Cowboys. Yep. Although uh, Kansas City might be a, cold. It's a big blow up spot for him next week at home against the Giants without Janoris Jenkins, so. As long as Cooper's healthy, that should that should certainly help. But um, he uses running backs, you know, catching the ball three for forty-four for Lynch, Jalen Rashard two for thirteen and a touchdown. That's you know th- those extra points help. He did this without Jared Cook doing anything. Yeah, well, they almost touched down Jared Cook, but that's about it. Yeah, but still two fifty-three and two missed on six passes. Again, you know. You saying he didn't have Crabtree is one thing, but he also didn't have to face to leave, and Chris Harris was in another lineup because he was banged up. So take that into consideration too. Yep. I think we should just interrupt for a moment to say that Martavis Bryant got a touchdown he pass, did. and we're all very excited. She sure did. Arizona twenty-seven. Not there yet, Jamie. Come on, it's in the bag. At least five five Steelers. Five Steelers. Oh yeah, five Steelers. Well, you shut up. Five Steelers. Well, to be clear, none of the Steelers have reached the point to where you would be happy with their production yet. How no. much time is left in the second quarter? Seven Okay. It's in the bag. So Arizona 27, Jacksonville 24. Um, what do you think about Marquise Lee with one catch for 13 yards, two disappointing games in a row? Last week he had the terrible weather in Cleveland. This week, I don't think he was shadowed by Patrick Peterson, but I'm sure he saw some of them. Um, what, is Marquise Lee still a guy who's worthy of being owned in 90% of leagues? Yes. yes. He gets the Colts next week. He's fine. Yes, but if you have the choice of Marquise Lee or Josh Gordon and you want to take the chance on Josh Gordon, if you've never played Marquise Lee, then that's an easy move to make. Agreed. Okay, and the Rams 26 and the Saints 20. Did we miss anything? Michael Thomas owners, they've got to be pretty upset. He hasn't caught a touchdown in seven games in a row. How do you feel about him? Julio game coming. Yeah, I hope so. Also, deep leagues add Josh Reynolds. Yeah. You love you love Josh Reynolds. I love Josh Reynolds. I'm glad he finally got an opportunity. If Josh Reynolds had Cooper Cup's red zone opportunities this year, he'd already have ten touchdowns. Did you know? Do you know what we call a show? What we say if we end a show talking about Josh Reynolds? Uh, Reynolds rap. You got it, Heath Cummings. Reynolds rap. Well done, Heath and Jamie. Thank you very much for your time, everybody. You're welcome for the fifth consecutive bonanza in the bag. For Jamie and Heath, I am Adam. We will talk to you on Tuesday with the waiver wire. See you later. Bye.